Do you believe in curses? And do you believe you can be cured through a spiritual healer? Well, let's talk about it on the Criminority Report. This is Lady Lily. And this is Millie Red. And welcome back to the Criminality Report. The Criminality Report. This month, we are focusing on crimes committed by couples. Yep. Yes, couples. So the case we are going to discuss is all about a couple that attacked a religious leader due to bitterness and the impact of a curse. Yep. Yes, listeners. A curse. So, this case hails from Baker County, Georgia. Baker what? County, Georgia <laughs> is a small, friendly southern community. On the episode of Snapped, it's described that crime is fairly limited. On its website, Baker County is described as having a population of 2,000. 876, according to the 2020 U.S. Census. That's a small town. That is very small. Like, uncomfortably small. I don't know if it's uncomfortably small, but that's a place where you know, everybody knows everyone. Think about it. That's that's less than, like, college. So, like, if you had a relationship with somebody, like, everybody know. Well, yeah. It's a small town. Like, Two Eggs, Florida. Shut up. So the woman at the center of this attack. (laughs) I met someone from Two Eggs, Florida. What the freak is Two Eggs? What is that? That's a a small, it's a town in Florida. Two Eggs, Florida. Wait, is it Two Eggs or Two X? Two Eggs, Eggs, like chicken eggs, like eggs, (laughs) grits and eggs. Wait. Hmm. Hold up. Wait a minute. Flag on the play. <laughs> Look it up. Two <laughs> eggs, Florida. Two eggs, Florida. Oh, heck no. Nah. Yes. Oh, it, two egg. Two egg is a small, unincorporated community in Jackson right. County, Florida. Yes. It's a community there. <sighs> Some believe poor families during the Great Depression would trade eggs for goods at the local store, while others say two eggs were dropped by accident, causing the name to be selected. This is this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a rabbit hole right now. I want to know what the population is. How is that ridiculous? There are so many small towns in Florida. You and I both know that Archer, Williston. 3,483 people live in Twig, Florida. 
Oh, that's, that's larger than Baker County. Twig, Florida. That's, you know, that's more than Baker County. <sighs> we sure did. We went down a rabbit hole. We did. And now I'm, I'm getting out the rabbit hole because I didn't even take LSD to go down the rabbit hole. Like, come on now. <laughs> let me get out the rabbit hole. All right. So the woman at the center of this attack is 61-year-old Georgia May Green. Georgia is described to be a lifelong resident of Baker County. Georgia is one of 10 children growing up on a small farm. Georgia is also a single mother who raised two daughters on her own. All right. See you, Mm -hmm. superwoman. Both of her daughters described her as a very strong and spiritual woman. Having a strong faith and spiritual walk with God is very important for Georgia and her family. Her daughters reported that Georgia grew up in church and as a result raised them to go to church and have a spiritual walk with Christ. They also reported that she had a desire to do more church-related activities and and began preaching in her living room. Yeah, yeah. Um, Her daughters recounted how they would wake up on Sunday mornings and they would have church in the living room and anyone who visited, no matter what their beliefs were, they were welcomed. In the midst of growing the church, uh, Georgia met her second husband, Luke Griffin. Not much is known about her first husband, but Luke was also described to be a pastor. The couple eventually fell in love and got married and continued their journey towards growing this church that um, that was developing in the living room of Georgia's home. Not only Georgia was preaching the gospel, she was also a marriage counselor and provided spiritual counseling to others in the community and a spiritual healer. Her daughters reported that many people consulted her for healing and counseling. As the congregation grew, unfortunately, Georgia and Luke, they grew apart. Either they filed for divorce or they separated. That's unclear. But Luke moved out of their home. Interestingly enough, though, he didn't move very far. He actually built himself a home on the land that they were living on. Also, both of Georgia's daughters had homes um, there too. They either built or they purchased a home on that property. So pretty much the family lived very, very close to each other in this huge land that Georgia lived on. Mm. Okay. Well, everything changed on April 24th, 2017. On that day, Georgia's daughter, Ramona, called 911 frantically, stating that her mom's house was on fire. In the documentary episode, Ramona stated she heard a loud noise and ran out of the front door to see what was going on. So when she saw that her mother's house was on fire, she feared that Georgia was still inside. She was circling around the house, calling out her mom's name. and She heard Georgia's voice coming from outside. When she found her, Georgia was covered in blood, weak, and lying by a nearby tree. Family and friends came to assist if needed, 
And although they had contacted 911 and the paramedics were on their way, they felt that they were going to take too long because she was losing a lot of blood. So they took her to Middle County Hospital. Among the people trying to help her were uh, were Ramona's husband, Brad, um, her ex-husband, Luke, and a couple named Lenoris and Kim Williams at the house. By the time the paramedics and firefighters arrived, the fire consumed the entire house and burned it to the core. There was no more house. Right. No more house. No more house. So what was left was rubble and debris. So naturally, an investigation began because the first thing they need to find out was whether this fire was by accident or it was intentional. So during their investigation, authorities were able to determine that the fire was started by an accelerant, meaning someone definitely started the fire. Yep. Mm -hmm. Also, through searching the debris, the investigators were able to find multiple burned knives. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Georgia is fighting for her life at Middleton Hospital. It was reported that Georgia sustained multiple stab wounds. According to a local newspaper, the Albany Herald, she was stabbed over 27 times. Yep. Yep. She couldn't speak and had multiple strokes during her hospitalization. Due to the extent of her injuries, this led investigators to believe that this was an attempt to murder Georgia. Right. So who would want to harm or murder a 61-year-old spiritual leader and healer, one might ask? Well, when investigators questioned Ramona, her daughter, she reported there was no one that she could think of that would harm her mom. She believed Georgia had no enemies that would want to inflict this kind of criminal act. So investigators turned to her ex-husband, Luke. And as it turned out in the documentary, it was reported that Luke didn't really get over their separation. Mm. So when investigators, so when investigators interviewed Luke, he reported that they were still married and living together, which they already knew that wasn't true. Mm. Mm-hmm. It gives motive and it makes him look more of a person of interest. Mm-hmm. When they questioned him about the attack on Georgia, he stated he had no plans or intentions of harming her. He further stated that on the day of the fire and attack, he was helping Ramona's husband, Brad, when they heard a loud noise and smoke coming from Georgia's house. Then the men were approached by another man named Lenoris Williams, who told them that Georgia's house was on fire. Brad, he corroborated Luke's testimony and told investigators that he and Luke were working together all day prior to the fire. So Luke, he was ruled out as a suspect. Now investigators wanted to know who is Lenoris and Kimberly Williams. They wanted to question them since it was Lenoris who came up to the men and told them, hey, George's house is on fire. Mm hmm. According to the docuseries, Lenoris and Kimberly, they were seeing Georgia for marital counseling for some time. And on the day of the fire and attack, they met with Georgia prior. 
And interestingly enough, during the ordeal of the attack and fire, the couple was unable to leave the property because they did not have their keys. They couldn't find their keys to get into their car. So they left the property on foot. Now, um, investigators, they want to talk to them. So they put out a bolo for the whereabouts of Lenoris and Kim Williams. And believe it or not, y'all, the couple was found one hour later Mm. at a nearby cemetery near Georgia's property and was detained for questioning. On April 25th, 2017, investigators sat with Lenoris Williams to get his testimony on what happened the day Georgia was attacked and her house was burned to its core. Before we tell you what he told investigators, let us give you a brief history about Lenoris and Kimberly Williams. Yep. According to the docuseries, the couple met on social media. I mean, they needed social media to meet in a population of 2,000. Hey, hey. Everybody needs to find love somehow. You know, you're right. right, You're right. right. I'm just stay in my lane. According to Kimberly's daughter, Lenoris had been romantically interested in Kimberly for several years. He used to hang out with Kimberly's cousins and would see her when she visited her family. At the time they met, Kimberly was a single mother of two. A year into the relationship, the couple had welcomed a son of their own. Kimberly and Lenoris were married in 2015 and, for the most part, had a very romantic and cohesive relationship. According to the docuseries, they reported Lenoris worked as a traveling construction worker and eventually took a job at a solar company. However, things took a turn when Lenoris lost his job. Due to the financial strain, As a result of losing his job, the couple had many, 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 many arguments. Yeah, yeah. Lenoris told investigators that he really wanted the marriage to prosper, so they turned to Georgia for spiritual healing and marital counseling. Why? Well, Lenoris believed his financial struggles were a result of being cursed by an ex-girlfriend. According to the docuseries, Lenoris claimed his ex-girlfriend was jealous of him getting married to Kimberly. So she took his underwear, some toenail clippings, menstrual fluid, and placed a curse on Lenoris. First of all, that's Mm -hmm. really disgusting. Yeah. Toenail clippings. Yeah. What are you doing with toenail clippings? Why, sir, why? Like, don't you just throw those away? I don't, I don't understand. Whatever, that's weird. How did she get access to toenail clippings? Yes. And how did she get access to the menstrual blood? I think she probably was using hers. They didn't specify what menstrual fluid she was Uh using. She probably was using hers. Okay, I don't know why I assumed it would be Kimberly's, but that's disgusting anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. that's weird. Anyway, Lenoris and Kimberly believed in order to break the curse, they needed a religious leader that's more powerful than the person that initiated the curse. So they turned to Georgia for help. According to Lenoris, they paid Georgia for potions and prayers to remove this curse and restore their marriage, but nothing seemed to be working. 
Yeah. On the day of the attack and fire, Lenoris claimed he and his wife, they were waiting in their car for Georgia to finish a meeting with another client. Lenoris reported he saw a man enter her home and stayed inside for about 25 minutes. After the man left, Lenoris said smoke started coming out of the home. So he went inside to try and find and rescue Georgia. But because the smoke was so overpowering, he was unable to find Georgia and he had to leave the burning home so he could breathe. Mm. That is also when he saw Luke and Brad and told them that the house was on fire. However, when investigators questioned Kimberly, she told a completely different story on what happened that day of the fire and attack. Kimberly claimed that she had a headache that day and took a Benadryl. And so while she was en route to George's house, she said she was asleep in the car and didn't know what was really happening. She um, reported that when she woke up, she saw fire coming from the home. And she was like, what the hell is going on? Mm. Kimberly stated that Lenoris came running out towards her, telling her that he was trying to get Miss Georgia out of the home, but he couldn't. What's crazy is that she did not cooperate, not one thing Lenoris stated in his testimony. She did not corroborate Lenoris' story about the mystery man that was at the home for 25 minutes and then left. She said nothing. Her story was completely different. In fact, she actually told investigators that he did everything, that he attacked Georgia and he burnt the home down. Mm. So because their stories were not matching up, a search warrant to examine Kimberly's purse was secured. The investigators found a notebook with some aggressive and angry writings about Georgia Green. They also found a receipt and video surveillance of Lenoris purchasing a paring knife and a, a roll of duct tape the morning of the attack and fire. Ooh. Naturally, mm-hmm. they confronted Lenoris with the evidence. And listeners, all of the questioning completed by authorities was done without an attorney present. Yeah. Yeah. All of this. <laughs> When Lenoris was presented with the evidence, his account of what happened that day changed. He admitted going to Georgia's house to confront her about the money they paid her. Lenoris reported he had the knife and duct tape with him when he met with Georgia. Lenoris claimed they paid her a total of $525 for her services, but saw no improvements. Mm-hmm. Lenoris further reported that when they brought their concerns to Georgia, she informed them she would start the process over, but with a fee. Mm -hmm. This led to an argument, and Georgia attacked him, and he stabbed her in self-defense. Sir, what? He reported Kimberly had nothing to do with the attack. Listeners, during his interview with investigators, 
Lenores did not know Kimberly spoke with investigators. Yeah. They played a portion of her interview to him, and he became upset and changed his story again. He told them she was complicit in the attack on Georgia. Kimberly knew what they were going to do when they got there and that she took part in the stabbing. Lenoris reported Kimberly was the mastermind in the attack. According to Lenoris, Kimberly believed Georgia ruined their marriage and that they could never be happy. Right. And because mm-hmm. he did not want to lose Kimberly, he did whatever she wanted him to do. Yeah, yeah. Kimberly denies Lenoris's claim and maintain her innocence. Lenoris and Kimberly Williams were arrested and charged with attempted murder. Yeah. And during this entire time, Georgia continues to fight for her life. Mm-hmm. But on May 8th, 2017, she regained consciousness, y'all. All she right. actually survived this attack. And she was able to share her accounts, you know, of what happened. She was able to share her story. Georgia shared that it was God and her faith that saved her that day. According to Georgia, she had three or four clients that day. And Lenoris and Kimberly waited until all of her clients were gone. They didn't, they didn't have an appointment to see her that day. So they came unannounced. Georgia informed them that she couldn't see them that day. And they responded with, well, we just came to see how you were doing. So she replied, I'm doing good. During this brief interaction, Georgia reported that Lenoris did all of the talking and Kimberly remained silent. According to Georgia, Lenoris suddenly grabbed a bowl from her desk and struck her in the head with it. He demanded to know where the money was. She told them, I don't have no money here. Georgia stated she stood up, but Kimberly marched towards her with a knife and began stabbing Mm. her in various parts of her body. Mm -hmm. Georgia said that she fell to the floor and she played dead while Kimberly and Lenora searched her belongings and and cursed and yelled at each other. Lenoris then instructed Kimberly to get the gas. And together, they splashed gas all over the home. They splashed gas on Georgia, and then they lit it up. Georgia knew she didn't have much time, even though with all of her stab wounds and all her injuries, she mustered strength and snuck out of her house and hid behind the house and said nothing until she was found and called by family members. Wow. That's a strong lady right there. Yeah. Lenoris and Kimberly were charged with attempted murder, arson, and aggravated assault. Kimberly's daughter reported she believes her mother was forced by Lenoris to harm Georgia and burn her house. But investigators believe Kimberly was the mastermind. On January 6, 2020, a day before the trial, Lenoris entered a blind plea and agreed to testify against Kimberly. For informational purposes, a blind plea is when someone pleads guilty without a set sentence. This leaves sentencing up to the judge. When Kimberly learned of what he did, she also entered a blind plea. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so on January 27, 2020, before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. Kimberly Williams was sentenced to 35 years in prison and five years probation. Mm. Lenoris was sentenced to 30 years in prison and 10 years probation. Lenoris is scheduled for release in 2047, and he will be 63 years old. Mm. Kimberly is scheduled for release in 2052, and she will be 72 years old when she's released. Wow. When asked about Kimberly, Chief Assistant District Attorney Mike Bankston stated, there is no rehabilitation for this woman. She's evil and should remain in prison for a long, long time. The Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner John F. King stated, these criminals completely changed the life of an innocent victim in, in April of 2017. Thankfully, the victim was able to crawl to safety while emergency personnel responded to the scene. I hope the well-deserved sentence last week brought some sense of closure to a family that has been dealing with these horrendous events for almost three years now. Now, over the course of her recovery, Georgia had to overcome many obstacles. She is definitely a survivor, and she states that she is blessed. She reports that she continues to provide spiritual healing and counseling to people in her community. Yeah. Dang. What do you think about this case, Millie? This case was crazy. I'm so happy that... She was smart enough to um, play dead while they were doing all this. And I know that they had to have like been going crazy when, when they found out she was going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even like, you know, you think you killed this woman and you think that she's on fire inside. And then you see her chilling outside with her family. Like what a shocker. That had to have been. They deserve to be in jail for a very long time. Yeah. The thing is that they will never be able to get to watch their children grow up. No, they won't. I mean, because she has three, one with him and two from another relationship. And he has, from the research that we've done, one. Mm -hmm. And that's with Kimberly. And, And They're going to miss graduations. They're going to miss, you know, milestones. They're going to miss Mm -hmm. marriage, you know, um, nuptials. You know, they're going to miss like the most important things. And it's like, for what? For $500? Well, they believe they were cursed. I mean, I understand that, that, but. They believe they were cursed and they believe that Georgia wasn't helping them. And. At what point at what point do you take accountability for your own you know actions like that it wasn't George's fault that he lost his job no. that's not her fault No so, I'm really yeah. glad that Georgia that she yeah. got out of it like and she's doing well um that she's still providing spiritual healing and she's counseling the people in her community I mean that's that's wonderful that she's still yeah, doing that. That she's continuing to be a support to others in the community. And I'm hoping that the community is continue to, continuing to rally for mm-hmm. her and be a support to her as well. Mm-hmm. And 
shout out to her daughters, man. Yes. Got her to the, the hospital. and That was quick you know, thinking. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's quick thinking um, on, on Georgia for her to, despite, despite being in pain, I'm pretty sure she was in pain with all of these yes. wounds. And she was able to drag herself out of the home. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you know her and her family yes. for really thinking quickly on their feet and trying to get her to the hospital, and for her to fight to yes. fight through all of this ordeal. Yes, well, but yeah, but so now they're you know they're in prison for virtually the rest yes. of their adult lives because when yeah. they when they come out, you know, they're gonna be elderly. Yeah, they'll be in retirement. Yeah. And that's going to be a shocker. I mean, like, imagine going into prison in like 2019 and then coming out now. Yeah. That's only been like a few years. So, and like, a lot has changed already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Already. It's kind of like the movie Life with, yes. um, mm-hmm, with Eddie yes. Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go back. You know what? That should be our next story life (laughs) (laughs) of a couple's crime (laughs) anywho what are we going to be talking about next week well we're going to be talking about a man and we're going to be talking about a woman who's in a relationship who's a couple and they're going to be doing some crimes and that's all I'm going to give y'all it's another it's another man and woman couple and they're gonna be doing some crimes so check us out on instagram at the criminality report podcast you can also check us out on facebook at tcr pod aka what lady red you can also check out our website at www.thecriminalityreportpodcast.com you can email us at criminalityreportpodcast at gmail.com. Y'all have any stories that y'all want us to talk about and to give y'all a shout out for giving us the story. What yeah. do they have to do, Lady Lily? Y'all know. Y'all just got to hit us up. Just contact no, us. Just let contact us know. Us. Just let us, let, let us know. know. Let us know. This yeah. is our anniversary month, y'all. We are we are turning one years old. Yes. Um, so also, don't forget to join the crew. We know that mm-hmm. you want to be a part of the crew. The crew right. means you. So where can they listen to our episodes at, Lady Lily? You can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening. And until next week, bye. Bye. Do you believe in curses? And do you believe you can be cursed? Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Already. You, you can be cursed through a spiritual you. <laughs> the couple, um, this. Blah. I have to circle around calling out from her. What? Oh. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> what is it supposed to say? <laughs> oh my gosh. She was circling around the house. So, what is it saying? What? She was. <laughs> she was. <laughs> Ha <laughs>
calling out for okay so she was circling around <laughs> wait she was circling around uh <laughs> the house <laughs> calling out her mom's name she heard george's who's george George. <laughs> <laughs> you you messed this all the way up <laughs> okay you can't even explain why it's like that I'm laughing too. Proofread it, bro. Like, what is this supposed to be saying? <sighs> bro, you are setting me up. <laughs> I am literally deciphering it in my yeah, yeah. It's you. No, you said, what are we going to be talking about next week? Oh. Really? <laughs> 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 Criminality report, report, report. <laughs>